0: that's Chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: Loft 100 Studios, the big biz show, and our affiliates and our hosts are not registered investment advisors or broker dealers.
3: Our show hosts make no commitment that the purchase of securities of companies profiled or otherwise mentioned in our programming are suitable or advisable for any person or that an investment in such securities will be profitable in general.
4: Given the nature of the company's profile and a lack of an active trading market for their securities, investing is highly speculative and carries a high degree of risk.
1: We profile. Sele- <coughs> we profile selected publicly traded and privately held companies on our program. Oh, specific
4: questions on, on comp. And-
1: Most of these companies that we profile have provided
2: compensation to Loft 100 Studios and its hosts for the profile coverage.
4: From
0: time to time, we sell shares of the company's profile in the open market that we receive as compensation for coverage of client companies.
5: But never sell stock if we are
1: speaking about, interviewing, or covering a public company who has paid us compensation.
3: Specific questions. Specific questions on compensation can be directed to producer at SullyEntertainmentGroup.com.
5: Listeners should verify all claims
1: and do their own due diligence before purchasing any securities mentioned on this program. Investing in securities is speculative and carries a high degree of risk. We encourage our listeners to invest carefully and read the investor information available at the websites on the Securities and Exchange Commission SEC at SEC.gov or the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority FINRA at FINRA.org. Welcome aboard.
0: analysis,
3: and a lot of stuff that's none of your business.
0: Uh, hold on. This is the Big Biz Show. I think it is their business.
3: Making the markets work for you. Here's the man with the plan, Sully.
2: Live from Loplin' Herd Studios in sunny San Diego, California, Big Biz Show is on the air. Good to have you along today. Boy, what a crazy day on Wall Street. The last couple of days and, and I will tell you um, things are getting better than worse if you look at the CPI index and you look at how inflation is going uh, as I said the other day we peaked in June and now we're looking like we're actually coming through uh, the worst of it but the problem is as I keep mentioning we turned off this economy like a light switch and we're gonna turn it back on like a sunrise so I'm gonna tell you what the smartest people in the land are saying is that we're going to third quarter 2024 before we start seeing interest rates close down to 4%, 3%, and we're officially out of inflation. So we'll see what happens there. Um, One of the best things we get to do here on this program is when you guys, because we're in 110 million TV homes across the country, we're in 150 radio stations across the country, we're also in Armed Forces Radio Network in 175 countries and all the ships at sea, and you guys always send us email about who we should interview, whether it's a celebrity or or an author or even a CEO of a public company. We heard about a company. Uh, by, the, by the way, of CMIT Solutions uh, of Atlanta. Um, I believe it's called Crescent Lower Third. I'm going to let him talk about the name of the company. His name's Doug Bates. He is the uh, CEO of the company. Uh, they are publicly traded under the stock symbol CMIT, of course. Uh, but let's talk to him today because he comes in via Zoom. Doug, how are you, sir? Great to have you. Good. How are you? Good. So, so clear me up on the name of the company. Is it CMIT Solutions of Atlanta Southern Crescent?
6: It is. That's so a long name. All right. The local—it's uh, a franchise. It's a national franchise based out of Austin, Texas, um, and we're the uh, Atlanta location.
2: So talk about what you—you you guys are in the cyber crime, cyber space, which—which which, uh, I think pre-peaked in my mind uh, back in about 2013, and then we sort of took it for granted that you guys would be here. But now it's more important than ever because we realize that we probably didn't pay as much of attention as we should have over the last 10 years. Talk to us about that
6: yeah so i just attended a seminar uh given by the fbi and cyber crime as a g if it was a gdp would be third in the world behind uh, the united states and china so it is actually the largest criminal enterprise in the world as well bigger than racketeering prostitution drugs uh generates more revenue across the globe than any other criminal activity
2: so so what's interesting about cybercrime to me is when Uh, It's like the Ethiopian letter scam, like when you get an email over and you see the criminal trying to rip you off. It's not like he did it when you were sleeping or you were at the movies. You can actually see the guy trying to rip you off. Talk to us about how sophisticated this space has gone, because uh, it it really has become, you know, you guys are just plugging the leaks in the dam, and so are they, because it's it's almost like a live battle going across between the computers, right?
6: Yeah, it very much is. We're always, unfortunately, it seems to be a half a step behind because we're trying to like you said, it's like the little boy with the dike, plugging fingers in the holes, trying to keep the, the wall from the dam from coming down. Um, we're constantly chasing the bad guys because they're trying to figure out what, you know, every time we come up with a new tool and put it in the market and implement it, um, they come up with a, You know, another way to get into networks. And a lot of the activity is pushed down into the small and medium business space because a lot of the enterprise organizations have the resources to try and protect themselves, but small and medium businesses don't. So it's an easier target for them um, but cybercrime just continues to evolve, continues to get bigger. And you know, one of the other things that's scary is, you're exactly right, the Ethiopian Prince emails are bad yeah. syntax, stuff like that, that you could pick up in the past. Uh, now they're actually using uh, AI to write these emails. They'll actually get in your network, they'll be in your network on an average of 45 to 60 days. Wow. They'll pull all the data in, throw it into Jet, Chat, GPT, and have them draft an email Looks like it's coming from your boss or uh, whoever they're trying to get access to with an email. So they're getting a lot more clever and it's a lot harder to detect. So, you know, constant training, constant different levels, layered security levels are becoming increasingly more important.
2: Hey, Doug, I got to ask you, what is the biggest threat? I I understand we can talk about uh, municipalities and and countries, which I believe the biggest threat would probably be shutting down our power grid or shutting down the banking grid. What's the biggest threat to to small business and medium-sized business with regard to cybercrime?
6: Well, when they have a data breach, um, you know, ninety percent of small businesses go out of business within two years if they have a data breach of wow. some sort, whether it be a ransomware attack or some sort of infiltration that gets into their network. Um, you know, we've had small businesses here that have been hit for forty, seventy, one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, and when you're talking about a lot of small mom-and-pop businesses that are the backbone of the, you know, the in of the uh, economy, yeah, that uh, they can't re- they can't recover from that. And, you know, the good news is. The FBI now, there's a website, ic3.gov, that if you, you know, if you get taken, if you have get scammed, you can go to that website, create a complaint, and if you do it in a timely manner, there's somewhere between, their statistics anywhere between a 50 and 80% chance of getting your money back, yeah. um, but you've got to be able to, to get to them because local IT companies don't have the resources to chase the bad guys and, and track them, whereas the FBI uh, the FBI does. but. Let well, well Doug,
2: Doug, not to interrupt, but I'm fond of saying that small business is the biggest taxpayer in this country, it's the biggest employer in this country, and the least incentivized. So, if it hits that segment, obviously, it's going to trickle down to the rest of the uh, rest of the country. Um, I w- let's talk about you guys, okay? Let's talk about CMIT Solutions. Um, okay. Uh, so, what makes you guys bigger, better, faster, stronger than the rest of them? What's what's the key differentiator?
6: Well, we're national. Well, we're now national. So, a lot of MSPs are local or regional. Um, we're a national organization, 200 locations. You know over 30 million uh, or 130 million in revenue. Um, so we have a lot of resources that we can bring to bear on a national scale to help support our small and medium business, business clients where in the MSP or the managed service provider space that we play in, a lot of people are again local and they don't have the depth of the resources that we have to, to, that we can bring to bear.
2: Doug, what's what are you looking most forward to for the rest of the year here? I know you're CEO of a company there and you can't tell us everything, but what, what's next for you guys?
6: Well, we're getting ready to roll off the next generation of our security stack because, again, with these a- advanced threats, we're trying to protect our clients. So sure. we're getting ready to roll out our kind of our next gen security stack, um, and hopefully, try and abate some of the stuff that's that's coming in. Um, we've got a couple of, uh, cybersecurity seminars coming up, so always trying to. Stay on top of you know, what's new in the industry and how to protect our clients the best we can. Sure, well
2: we'd love to have you back, man. I, I, I appreciate your time and thanks for coming in. Once again, Doug Bates, uh, CEO of the company is CMIT Solutions of Atlanta Southern Crescent, which is a little bit hard to say, but long story short, um, I want to talk to you because you're, you're now our official cybersecurity expert there. Thanks, Doug, appreciate it. Big Biz Show, bigbizshow.com. Follow me at Sully Speaks Money. We got much more to come, stand by.
3: Troika is a brand consulting, creative design, and content group that holds the view that brands are a company's most valuable asset and that the most enduring brands forge strong emotional bonds with audiences and supporters. To assist brands in converting audiences into ardent fans, they adopt a fan-centric perspective that guides the way they think, create, and design. Their craft is a blend of art and strategic thinking to create a holistic and meaningful brand experience that builds highly engaged, loyal audiences. Using immersive live experiences, brand partnerships, PR, social media, and influencer marketing, Mission is a communications company that helps brands stand out by interacting
0: with consumers from a cultural perspective. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
1: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And so what are the, you know, what are some of the pitfalls that maybe some businesses might run into when they're looking at distribution? Yeah. Uh, it, they're constantly underestimating, believe it or not, the ease of it or the, um, uh, the importance of it. It's execution, execution, execution is so very important, but if it's not on shelf, it's not for sale. Yeah. Nobody cares about Marion Roberts juice if it's not on not on shelf. Right. So so distribution okay. trusts us and so does retail. Um, and our team is incredible.
2: Up there from nothing leave nothing. Gotta have something if you wanna be with me. Hey. Show's on the air, 110 million TV home strong, 150 radio stations, that's right, we're TV and radio at the same time. Let's not forget iHeartRadio and also American Forces Radio Network in 175 countries and all the ships at sea. You can also follow me at Sully Speaks Money. We have 100,000 followers on our social media channels as well as uh, BigBizShow.com. Great to have you. So here's my favorite thing when we get an email from one of our viewers or listeners uh, from across the country or across the world that says hey i know this company it's called tempest therapeutics let's say and their stock symbol is tpst and the ceo's name is Stephen brady we want you to interview him so what we do we have greg Todorov, our executive producer go out there and reach out to him guess who we have today Stephen brady joins us via zoom Stephen, great to have you along how are you
5: good sully thank you great to meet you
2: you too let's talk about uh let's talk about the thing that nobody wants to talk about and that's cancer treatments and the uh, and the need for uh new and effective cancer treatments you guys are a clinical stage oncology company take it from there talk to us a little bit about it
5: yeah so uh, we are a clinical stage oncology company thank you for that and we have a pipeline of four novel programs and they range all the way from the earliest um, research where we think we're working on a target that no other company or academic institution is working on for cancer, all the way up to a global randomized study in first-line liver cancer patients where we're expecting the data this year. Um, and the thing about the programs that makes us excited, and as you know, this is a difficult business and what gets sure. us up every day to come in, is every one of our programs are novel and they're all truly independent of each other. We pick these targets because we think we can make a difference in unmet need in various kinds of cancer. Well, here's, what's so-
2: st- here's what stood out is the uh, two words liver cancer, which, uh, as you know, when you hear those two words, uh, just like pancreatic cancer, it's not good news. And if no. there's a therapy for it, or there's the, uh, or especially if it's novel... Talk about that and talk about the other therapies you have with respect to the four.
5: Yeah so um thank you for that. I I was shocked because I've worked in other kinds of cancer in the past in my career and I hadn't worked in liver and I was shocked um to learn just how bad it's that yeah. diagnosis still means for first line patients. So there is a standard of care that's used broadly around the world. It's a Roche therapy. It's wonderful and in their phase 3 patients were still looking at a median survival of, you know, around it's under 2 years yeah. and their cancer meeting came back in 7 months. And so there's a real opportunity there. And what we're doing with Roche right now is we took our novel program, TPST 1120, to our knowledge, it's the only one of its kind in the world targeting this target, PPAR-alpha, and we combined it with their standard of care, and, and they're comparing it against standard of care. And we so, just so let So let me, so let me ask
2: you this. Normally, a, cl- a clinical stage bio company would take the ball to the five yard line, then look to a Roche or a SmithKline Glaxo or a Pfizer to to, to, a, to do a risk aversion model and take it out to the, to the to the streets. You guys took a step ahead of that, knowing that they were the only option. Is, was that the thinking behind
5: it? No, we were going the traditional route. We were in a traditional phase one. We were doing everything. And um, we actually had data at our, the biggest oncology meeting in the world is called ASCO. We had data last year at that right. from our traditional phase one. And this opportunity came up with Roche because of the mechanism, because of this P4 alpha. And they looked at it, and we had a conversation and said, that should work in liver cancer. And, Roche is in the enviable position of being the franchise kind of lead in liver cancer. And now it's that point of what comes next. And so what it did for us, and I'll say it was a first in my career, this molecule went from a traditional phase one all the way into a global randomized study. I mean, well, it's sure. For, for years.
2: Because you, ha- you, you have Big Brother in a good way uh, helping to, yes. uh, to, to, to carry you through. Talk about what, what other uh, therapies you guys have.
5: So we have another molecule called TPST-1495, which is another novel program. It's in the prostaglandin pathway, which anybody who takes ibuprofen or NSAIDs is familiar with this pathway. But for many, many years, there's been a question of should it work in cancer? Mm -hmm. And so we think we have a novel approach there. We just presented some early data at ASCO this year, got another presentation on that program. We're expecting that's more of a 2024 story. And then after that, we are a true classic biotech. We have a research engine behind us. And there's a program, you may have heard of Sting. It's one of those targets that everybody in in drug development would love to hit. It's a fundamental uh, mechanism inside your body. It's part of your innate immune system, which fights cancer all the time in our bodies. And we think the right way to hit Sting is via this target called TREX-1. That's a research program we have going. And then behind that, we have one we haven't disclosed which we hope to have its cotillion by the end of the year. That's the one I mentioned that we don't think anybody else is working on it. So we're going to keep that quiet for a little while.
2: Hey, Steve, if you look at the arc of the FDA story of yours, you see a lot of
5: words that say solid tumor cancer.
2: Any blood cancers in the future? Is that a possibility even? Absolutely.
5: Really? Absolutely. So we let the science drive us. So the fact that we're in, you know, we have data in renal cell carcinoma, you know, kidney cancer, liver cancer, that's where the science took us. One of our early stage programs absolutely may have what we would call a heme approach right for the blood cancers and we'll take that seriously as well talk about uh talk about what's next for you guys
2: i know you're CEO of a public company by the way their stock symbol is TPST. uh TPST it's Tempest Therapeutics talking to Stephen Brady the CEO as, Big- as much as what you can talk about what yeah. are you looking forward to most for the rest of the year
5: yeah the biggest thing is we're going to have what you would call the first formal data cut from that liver that global randomized liver cancer study we're expecting that in the second half of this year and we had a peak we looked in April, we disclosed it, it's all out there, and everything was pointing in the right direction. So there's a real opportunity if the data hold for us to shift liver cancer treatment as a small company. Well, We're excited it, to be part of that.
2: One, one last question for you. If, if you look at all of the therapies you have in phase two, heading to phase three, so on and so forth, is, you know, nobody likes to admit they have an ugly kid. I mean, which one's your your favorite child up there? Are they all the same? It's whoever
5: hits the No, of course they're not all the same. Everybody has to admit that their kids aren't aren't all equal. Yeah, it's the 1120. It's the lead program. And you know you've been doing this for a long time, Sully. We went out. That was not everybody's favorite outside the company. But in our business, data wins. And 1120 is pulling ahead and has positive data in three types of cancer right now. So we're really excited about it.
2: When when could there possibly, because I'm going to get emails on this, you realize tonight, when is a compassionate program potentially even a possibility in in your mind yeah. 3 5 yeah, years
5: yeah we'd have to look at the yeah we'd have to look at the data have our conversations with FDA those no. are complicated for companies as you, you know, know
2: cuz you know that's coming at you it's another yeah, li- absolutely. liver therapy right hey absolutely. listen Stephen, i want you back on the air with us i i, I love how you kind of Base it out there for people that don't really uh, understand uh, physics and, med- and, and, and medicine. So I really appreciate that. Stephen Brady's is his name, CEO, Tempest Therapeutics. TPST is a stock symbol. And, uh, and once again, you can go to their website, Tempest, uh, T-T-X, if I'm not mistaken. TempestTX.com. I'll put that up on our website. We'll put it out to our 100,000 social media people followers as well as our self. audience here. Good stuff. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. More Big Biz coming up. Loft 100 Studios, The Big Biz Show, and our affiliates and our hosts are not registered investment advisors or broker-dealers.
3: Our show hosts make no commitment that the purchase of securities of companies profiled or otherwise mentioned in our programming are suitable or advisable for any person or that an investment in such securities will be profitable in general.
4: Given the nature of the companies profiled and a lack of an active trading market for their securities, investing is highly speculative and carries a high degree of risk.
1: We profile, sele- <clears throat> we profile selected publicly traded and privately held companies on our program.
2: Specific questions on, on comp and...
3: Most of these companies that we Profile have
2: provided compensation to Loft 100 Studios and its hosts for the profile coverage.
0: From time to time, we sell shares the company's profile in the open market that we receive as compensation for coverage of client companies.
5: But never sell stock
1: if we are speaking about, interviewing, or covering a public company who has paid us compensation.
3: Specific questions. <laughs> Specific questions on compensation can be directed to producer at SullyEntertainmentGroup.com.
6: Listeners should verify
1: all claims and do their own due diligence before purchasing any securities mentioned on this program. Investing in securities is speculative and carries a high degree of risk. We encourage our listeners to invest carefully and read the investor information available at the websites on the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC at sec.gov, or the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, FINRA, at finra.org. Welcome aboard.
2: Big Biz Show on the air. I'm Sully, your host, BigBizShow.com. Sully speaks money. And a very happy birthday to our Jared Coleman, our Emmy Award-winning director. Jared, can you put yourself up there on the screen? There he is. Hide all of the uh, the contraband while well, you're saying that there, bud. Happy, uh, happy 20th anniversary of your 15th year. I think you're 35, right? Are you 35 this year? Um, anyway, I, I've got a great story that I won't share with you on the air on how Jared started with this company. Um, I'll just say one thing. He answered a Craigslist ad, so he didn't start at the top like he is now, but fantastic. Happy birthday, buddy. Uh, Best to you. Uh, My good friend, Troy Hazard, who wrote the book, uh, Future Proving Your Business, as well as The Naked Entrepreneur, uh, joins us now. Also, he is one of the the top keynote speakers in the country, uh, as well as one of the best uh, board member CEOs that you can find. You can go to TroyHazard.com, and uh, we're talking about... Uh, labor shortages or leader shortages I think I know where you're going with this buddy how are you good to see you <laughs> yeah, I'm good mate how are you well you know you've been on this you've been on this role for about I don't know the last six times on the air where we are open for business yet
4: are we open for like we're open well, but are we ready yeah well that's there's a bit of that but I, I had this conversation on the weekend with some HR people and they're saying oh this huge labor shortage et cetera, et cetera, and it got me thinking is it labour or is it leadership? Because no. at the end of the day, the simple rule is good people find good leaders. But when you look at the research, none of it speaks to that. It speaks to leaders saying, I can't find good people, can't find stuff, can't right. find... Team. But there's never any real research that surrounds the individual saying, well, why don't you have a job? Do you want a job? And why did you move or quit or change your mind anyway? There's nothing like that that I can find, and I've spent another couple of hours with it this morning just trying to work out where this data lies. But Troy, what do you say to the people that that
2: say to you, "I just can't find good talent. I can find people. That, I can find a body, but I can't find good talent." And 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 I, I don't know if that's COVID-related or if it's related to the fact that um, there's no political will within the labor force to you know to to, to kind of uh, go to work for somebody versus versus starting something on their own. What do you say to that?
4: Well, I, th- I think it all comes back to leadership and for two main reasons. The first is, as leaders, we're always in a hurry. We're always too busy. So when it comes to interviewing people, mm-hmm. we tend to rush through the process too much. And we interview 15 people for the same job. We get to the end of the day, we're tired, and we say, look, we'll just take Larry. He was the best. The guy at 3 o'clock seemed to have an idea is, of what we're trying to so achieve. True. He'll, he'll do. By the way, uh, meet Larry. Larry. You're on the camera right?
2: here. No, but the interesting part of that is, Because there is a fine line between uh, doing interviews and searching for talent and, and paralysis by analysis,
4: right? Right. Right, there is, because you can go too deep and wonder what they had for yeah. breakfast in 1963, or you can actually find a formula that suits, A, your business and your sector, but also second guesses you as a leader to make sure you're not cutting corners and just putting people in seats because you need to fill them.
2: Troy, I think your next book is is right here, and I know you hate when I say that <laughs> because I know you hate to write and you like to speak instead and take vacation starting in October of every year. Um, but there
4: is a there is a labor gap that no one's talking about. Talk about that. That's really important. There is, and so you can find the data on sectors where there's a gap of between 10 and 30% of available positions to available people. But I still ask the question, where are they? Are they at the beach? Have they gone to a different sector where they're not skilled to get a job? Have they left the country? Have they retired? There's not a lot of of data that joins those dots for us to have us understand where these individuals are, because they're still here somewhere.
2: I'll tell you what I think. And you and I have talked about this as a co-host on this program on your own program here on biz TV getting down to business during the Great Recession 2008 2009 or as I call the Great Correction Mm -hmm. uh, we we as small business people let people go and what happened Mm -hmm. at labor force well they either had to reinvent themselves right or uh, or or they they either reinvented themselves by starting a new business or they got educated okay now Mm -hmm. down the road a lot of those people didn't go back to work they went and started new businesses but even more if I had 30 people here at Loft 100 Studios and went down to 16, I didn't bring 30 people back. I brought 18 people back. So right. we, got, we got better at less people. But a lot of those people, I think, reinvented themselves. Don't you think that's what's happening here post-COVID when they decided not to go back in the offices? They turned into consultants or they turned into, you know, uh, uh, gig work?
4: Well, you'd certainly think that, and that's where I started. Well, have they gone out and decided they want to be an entrepreneur because they hate their boss? Back to the leadership story. Have they decided that it's their time because they were sitting around with enough time to think about it and maybe plan that strategy as to what that looks like when it grows up? I get all that, but I still can't see the data that relates back to small businesses opening. We've got 4.8 million closed through COVID, which is a chunk. That's almost 25% of the small business population closed their doors for good. I've not seen a bounce on that. And you'd think if they move from corporate America into being an entrepreneur, that somewhere amongst that, you'd see a boom coming through on the numbers for small businesses getting out there, getting open and getting busy. Well, I'll I'll tell you
2: you what I think the reason is, Troy, is that first of all, we gave out the PPP and and we're starting to give out this tax shelter thing uh, that you hear on the radio all the time. But if you think in terms of where the stimulus went, and we had too much stimulus, which is causing this inflation. Yep. The stimulus didn't go to small business; it went to us, the people. Okay, and, and, and small businesses, as you know, Troy, are hand-to-mouth, just like most Americans are.
3: Absolutely, they're yep. two
2: weeks away from going out of business if they don't get their next payables in, right, or receivables in. So, so yep. I guess the question has to be, um, where do they go? And if they went somewhere, is there labor loyalty? Will those
4: people end up finding them eventually? Well, that comes back to the leadership again. Ask yourself this question as a business leader and owner: Would you work for you? Now, you haven't got to answer that, Sally. You can take a moment if you like, just in case you're wondering. I, don't I think we all any. know. I mean, you know I'd be a horrible,
2: I'm a horrible person to work for. I think a better question is, what's the value of my stock? That's, the, that's a better question for me.
4: There's that. Would you work for that pay, that bonus, that benefit scheme, whatever in the business? Would you do that? And if you wouldn't, then you're lucky. not would find the person that would right. likely want to work with you. It's it's pretty straightforward. Well, and the we other thing, th- th- the other thing too,
2: is just like these businesses that were hand to mouth. If you lost your job, you're going to do anything it takes to go get food on the table and get the rent paid. So Absolutely. suddenly, you know, you're sweeping floors, you you're, you're striping parking lots, you're. You know you're doing whatever you're reinventing yourself. So, uh, and and I think I think this is a great I think this is your next book, pal, because no (laughs) one's talking about this labor gap because Uh, they're talking about unemployment rates, they're talking about uh, uh, hiring rates, they're not talking about the labor gap. Troy, I appreciate it. Troy Hazard, (laughs) TroyHazard.com. They're take him. Hire him at a very high rate to be a keynote speaker for you, and and also pick up his books, uh, Future Proofing Your Business, as well as The Naked Entrepreneur. Available order. All books are sold. Barnes and Noble. Um, I used to think, what? It was Amazon, Barnes and all. I don't know if there's any bookstores anymore. So go to Amazon or go to (laughs) his website. We'll figure it out. Thanks, Troy. I appreciate it. Big, biz show continues. Stand by. (laughs) I met a
1: strange lady. She made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. And she said, Do you come from an undown under?
3: Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, ulcerative proctitis, proctosigmoiditis, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease. If you've heard any of these words from your doctor before, you probably know this look and this feeling. First Wave Biopharma is a clinical stage, biopharmaceutical company, specializing in the development of targeted, non-systemic therapies for gastrointestinal diseases. Using frontline cutting edge research, First Wave Biopharma is here to help you have less of this and more of this. First Wave Biopharma.
1: So, what are the you know what are some of the pitfalls that maybe some businesses might run into when they're looking at distribution? Yeah, uh, it, they're constantly underestimating, believe it or not, the ease of it or the um, uh, the importance of it. It's execution, execution, execution is so very important. But if it's not on shelf, it's not for sale. Yeah. Nobody cares about Marion Roberts juice if it's not on not on shelf. Right. So, so distribution okay. trusts us, and so does retail. Um, and our team is incredible. Our,
3: Research efforts to discover new antibiotics have stalled. In the post-World War II period following Alexander Fleming's breakthrough discovery of penicillin, new antibiotics were discovered and developed at a breathtaking pace. The golden age of antibiotic discovery peaked in the 1950s, and during this period, the pharmaceutical industry was the engine of innovation. But then, discovery started dropping drastically from the 1980s onward, with no new antibiotics being produced in nearly three decades. Government, industry, and medical communities all agree that in the face of this mounting crisis, efforts to revive and improve the likelihood of successful drug discovery is essential. Enter Acurex Pharmaceuticals. They are a biopharmaceutical company focused on developing new antibiotics for difficult-to-treat infections such as MRSA, BRE, and DRSP. We face new threats every day, big and small. Acurex Pharma is on the front lines of health using technology to help us treat tomorrow's infections today. Acurex Pharmaceuticals.
2: Have you seen these guys lately? Tears for Fears. Everybody looks like Colonel Sanders now. All of our heroes from the 80s. Like, seriously. Every of the, like, Flock of Seagulls guy, Daryl Hall, John Oates, the guys from Boston. Tears for Fears. Great to have you on Big Biz Show, bigbizshow.com. One of my oldest friends and guests is named Steve Wiseman. He is an attorney. Uh, He is a recognized, uh, recognized expert in scams. And of course, he's written roughly 12 books on uh, scams, cybersecurity, and uh, identity theft, and the like. You can go to his website, uh, scamicide.com. And you should go every single day. I know my parents do, and my kids do. Because as he says, things aren't as bad as
7: you think. They are far worse. I give you C-Wisen. What's up, brother? How's Boston? Uh, Boston's great, although it's hot, and it's rainy, and it's stormy. But other than that, it's terrific. All right. Are you, so are you, still t- are you still a law professor? I am. You are. Yeah. No, are, are you still teaching in prisons? <laughs> I know, <so laughs> also, no, I used to teach. I used to joke and say I taught con law to cons. No. But um, no, I stopped teaching in the uh, prisons uh, when I started teaching in the universities. Steve,
2: I got to get right to the uh, artificial intelligence. AI is all over the news. It's the number one yeah. thing that we see on all social media, and now it's coming in our email boxes uh, and sometimes in our mailboxes. There is an AI investment scam or investment advice scam out there. Let's talk about that.
7: Yeah, you know, here's the thing. The the, bi- the best scams are the ones that have some sense of legitimacy to them. So AI is real, and people are looking yeah. for what can AI do. So can AI help me make investment decisions? And so there are, there are YouTube videos where people can learn about uh, AI investment companies. And uh, you sign up, uh, you pay them, you put your money in. The interesting thing is uh, these YouTube videos for these AI companies, investment advisors, it's all a scam. The person you are seeing is an AI creation. He's not even real. And you can't tell anymore. And you can't even tell anymore. Oh, you really can't, and then you know you, you flip side it, and when you had, you know, before you and I have talked about this, uh, you get an email or a text message and the grammar is absolutely horrendous.
2: Yeah. I mean, isn't that sort of the first thing you look at? If you see an email come across yeah. and it's bad grammar or a typo, I mean, U.S. companies don't do that. I mean, they, there is not a single typo in any B of A, Chase Bank, uh, uh, US, uh, US, uh, U.S. Bank ever. But when you get these things across, it's almost glaring. Oh, they are.
7: Right? They're they're jarring. But now, with AI, uh, your Nigerian scammer, your uh, North Korean scammer, your scammer where uh, English is not their primary Uh language, they are able to have it uh, be, you know, understandable. So when it comes to the AI investments and investment advice, you really need to... Really, you, you need to check out the person yeah. who is advising you and the investment itself. You can't just jump in. You know, one of the things I often point out uh, was Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff once actually had the gall to say that his, his victims, it was their own fault because he said, anyone who looked into what I said I was doing... Fool me
2: once, shame there. on me. Fool me twice, shame on you, yeah. right? No, we're yeah. actually the other way around. It's, so I want to talk about that for a minute because yeah. right down that lane is a student loan scams. And I know that, that, that you know, I'm more of an independent than you are, but we can talk about this out loud. You know, there was this great idea to start forgiving student loan debt. And I started saying, okay, yeah. look at What percentage of the country goes to college? 20%, 25%? What percentage of them use student loans? 20% of that? Exactly.
5: The, the same
2: number is in auto loans. Why don't you just forgive all of our automobile loans across the country? You affect more people. But there is there's student loan scams. Because of this decision that just came out, now there's yeah. fresh student loan scams. Talk about that.
7: Yeah, and the thing is, they're going to be coming back even more. You know, first you had the, the president's program. The Supreme Court found that that was uh, unconstitutional. But he's got a new program. I'm still kind of fuzzy on what the details are, but that's even part of the problem, because now kids who are desperate in regards to uh, heavy student loans are getting emails, text messages, phone calls about forgiveness on their loans. And the problem is here... Yeah, all you have to do is pay
2: $1,000, uh, a yep. processing fee. And we'll wipe your student loan debt. It's, it's, it's got to be something
7: like that, correct? Well, that's exactly it. And that's also yeah. the key because federal debt collection laws say that anyone who is going to reduce your debt for a student loan or any kind of loan cannot charge for cannot, it. They can't take an advance no. fee. So anytime they ask for an advance fee, you know it's a scam. And that, that's the biggest area with the student loan scams right Steve, now. Steve,
2: is that the same case with credit repair companies? Like they can't charge you in advance anymore, can they? Back in the day, they could. Or, or can they? Yeah. Can they charge a retainer now? If they're an attorney?
7: No, they they do too. And they, there again, you got to really look carefully because most of the things for credit repair companies you can do on your own. Yeah. And the biggest thing that they used to do was illegal, and that was they would get you a uh, a tax ID number to replace your social security number. So it's and basically federal federal identity fraud fraud to
2: yeah. get you a new tax t- a social security number, so you're now a new person. My name is exactly. steve, my name is not steve jj Wiseman. my name is steve kk Wiseman, and, uh, <laughs> and here i go um, real quickly before we get out of here um, my parents called me about a potential lottery scam are you familiar with that
7: yeah and right now with mega bucks and uh powerball so high what's happening is mega millions uh, just even sent out a uh, an email warning people That phone call, that text message, that email you're getting from us that you have won and you just need to pay a processing fee and give us your social security number, it's all a scam. If you think, if someone tells you you've won a mega bucks or Powerball, uh, what you do is you go to the website and see if your numbers match. They're not going to be. And the chances are slim
2: and none, and Slim just left town. Just hang up. By the way, Steve, (laughs) Steve, thank you so much. My parents still think I'm in Costa Rica asking for $5,000 to get me back home. We have to talk about that scam next time. My parents got an email from me saying I was in Costa Rica, lost my wallet. I need $5,000 wired to get me back to the States. It's it's brilliant. Uh, we got to talk about that Steve, JJ Wiseman, the scam man. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. We'll see you soon. Go to scamaside.com. Things aren't as bad as you think. They're far worse. You can also get all of his books there. He's also a keynote speaker. All right, Big Biz Show continues. Stand by.